We are back with a very special guest. Our first, is it our first outside guest? Our first industry partner? What are we saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And a year ago, Pete... Well, we haven't even introduced Pete Sola yes. of Spire Financial. Thank you for joining us. How are you I'm today? I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm yes. doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. You were saying, Lauren? Uh, a year ago, you came and you did a first-time homebuyer seminar here with us. Yes. That came up on my memories, and I told Sam, I was like, that's been a year ago. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. 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 Went by quick. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, varying <laughs> levels of success. We had yeah. some issues with the doors locking, people not being able to get in. You live and you learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Pete, um, thanks for coming in, man. And um, we just kind of want to talk to you about, obviously, you're a mortgage loan officer. Um, that's probably the one profession that realtors work with most closely. Maybe mm-hmm. title, but kind of loan officers. Yeah. You need good partnerships mm-hmm. there to, to make your job work because that's a very important part of the transaction. Um, and there's a lot going on in the loan world right yep. now. Mm-hmm. So we can talk. So how stressed are you right now? You know, it's... It's up and down. I try to not ride the highs too high and the lows too low. I mean, ever since I've been in the industry, that's just kind of how it's been. It's been a roller coaster. So just, I wouldn't say I'm stressed, but I'm just embracing it. You know, sure. well, we have a, we have a saying at Spire Financial, you know, embrace the suck mm-hmm. right now. It, mm-hmm. it kind of sucks right now, but you know, things are going to get better. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a light on the other side of the tunnel and you know, we just got to go with the flow. And we should give some context, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, interest rates have risen dramatically, like the fastest rate in history, maybe, or fastest in pretty, 20 years? Pretty sure. Like, the movement that we've seen, I mean, at the beginning of January, rates were right around three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. And Fannie Mae's, you know, average rate right now is at, like, 7.25, so yeah. seven, seven and a quarter. So, sure. pretty significant increase we've seen over the last year. More than doubling. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So. That's insane. Crazy <laughs> times. Yeah. All right. We're all getting through it. It had to happen <laughs> at some point, right? Um, yeah. So who are you? What do you? Where, where do you come from? What do you? What do you do? How'd you get here? Yeah. So um, well, obviously, my name is Peter Sola. I work with Spire Financial. Uh, I'm on the Williams team at Spire Financial, and um, born and raised in Colorado. I was born in uh, Aurora, uh, a town, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then I moved from Aurora down to Castle Rock, born and raised there. Um, kind of grew up in Castle Rock, Hans Ranch area. And then, yeah, I'm just, you know, Colorado native, you know, the few, the proud. So I've been in Denver and the whole Colorado area, you know, my entire life. So, yeah, um, graduated from Metro State University of Denver, which is right across the street from where my office is. Mm-hmm. So, feel like I got a good pulse on the, the, the Denver market right now. Just the, the people of Denver, I guess. Yeah. It, it is kind of rare. I'm meeting more natives uh, lately mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But still, yeah. I feel like m- over 50% is transplants like us, Lauren. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like natives are a dime a dozen. The few, the pride. Proud. Yeah. No, they're yeah. not a dime a dozen. They're the opposite. <laughs> they're a dollar a dozen. A dollar a dozen? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. What? There's not as many of them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, right. We're working through it. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's okay. But you do love Castle Rock, right? Uh, Castle Rock, I love it. Um, back when I grew up there, it was just like it was not what it is now, mm-hmm. right? So I've, you know, every, every time I go down to Castle Rock, I'm like, this place is getting bigger. Yeah. You know, it's like a smaller Colorado Springs almost. It feels yeah, like. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, because when I was there, 
you exit uh, Meadows Parkway, and it was just, it's not even a King Supers there anymore. It's a Murdoch's. So it was a, mm-hmm. it was the King Supers, and then there was a Carl's Jr. inside a gas station. Like, that was the only thing that was there. Wow. Yeah. And then, like, the big thing back in the day, you know, when I was growing up there, it was, like, the Sonic got introduced. And <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, like, yeah. the Sonic is here. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, you know, you have every chain restaurant that you can imagine. I mean, the outlet mall was there, and now it's yeah. just, like, they have, it's like, an outlet up. mall to the outlet mall, and it's just huge. If yep. you can't afford outlet mall prices, that's, oh. here's the outlets to the outlets. I, I will travel <laughs> from across the state for the outlet mall prices. Because it's, it's 50% off basically everything. Is that what, what really made would put Castle Rock on the map? The outlets? I think so. Because it was a big deal. Now they got one up north, too. But for a yeah. while, it was just Castle Rock. Well, and for a while, when we moved here, my husband and I, for the housing prices, you could get more house for your money in yeah. Castle Rock. So that attracted a lot of families. And I remember five and a half years ago when we were looking for a home here, it was, oh, go to Castle Rock. Like we were even looking in Highlands Ranch and on their chalkboard, like their dream like board, it was like a home in Castle Rock. Oh. Like we hadn't even thought about Castle Rock. Sure. And then we saw that and we were like, huh. But yeah. Castle Rock's so far. And really, I think everyone thinks, oh, Castle Rock is like Pueblo. And it's not. <laughs> well. Definitely not Pueblo. <laughs> well, <laughs> halfway there. Is it still true? Can you still get more bang for your buck there or not? It seems like prices. Mm, yes and no. I think yeah. it just depends. Yeah. It yeah. depends yeah. on the area of Castle Rock. And, okay. Yeah. Where you're mm-hmm. looking at com- in relationship to that. Sure. Sure, sure. Um, Pete, wh- getting into lending, yes. when did that happen? What was that process like for you? So I got into mortgage lending in September of 2019. So just past like my three-year anniversary. Ah. And before that, I was working for a company called ADP, mm-hmm. Automatic Data Processing, you know, payroll, HR benefits, that whole thing. And, you know, I was working in the small business division and, you know, essentially, you know, selling a platform that you know, would help small business owners. And uh, I had a lot of banking relationships during that time. So I would work with the banking's clients and... You know, essentially, you know, showing them the value of what ADP had to offer and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it was it was more of a company that was like it, it was more volume. Like you definitely want to, you know, sell as much as you can. And I didn't feel like that was like a great service necessarily. But I had really good relationships in the banking world, and I was always good at like the big picture of things. And um, you know, just kind of showing clients that you know the value of how they can stretch their dollar further, basically. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of the banking partners reach out to me and saying, hey, like, you know, I th- we think you'd be great in banking. Um, but I didn't want to work for a bank. I didn't want to do like the whole, you know, eight to six, you know, whatever that, you know, just like the n- typical like nine to five job. Yeah. You know, I wanted some freedom, wanted to go out, uh, you know, kind of do my own thing. And um, I was introduced to another loan officer. As I was experiencing this, I was, you know, introduced to another loan officer at Spire Financial. Her name's Fabiana, and she's amazing. Um, you know, got an interview with her. I got in- introduced to Turner Williams, and, you know, they liked me. So people people liked me, and they they brought me on, and uh, the rest is history. So mm, that's good. You <laughs> weren't awesome. enticed by all the banking holidays? Um, you know, I do enjoy the banking holidays and yeah. it's kind of funny because when we do get those banking holidays, you know, I always want to do something fun, you know, on the, you know, quote unquote day off. Yeah. Um, 
but every, all of my friends, you know, they, they don't have those days off. So. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Can't yeah. go and hang out with them. Or yeah, anything. yeah. You got to do something fun by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tend to end up working and just, you know, doing a lot of back end, like administrative stuff. You know, still everyone else, you know, the whole world is still moving. So, we, yeah. you know, just got to use it to your advantage. So. Sure. Yeah. And I know that Sam and I speak to this with our potential buyers, but people say, oh, use a local lender, work with a local lender. And so for you with Spire, what is the benefit to that? Um, I think the benefit to working with Spire as opposed to like, you know, a big bank is, you know, a big bank, you are, you know, a small fish in a very, very big ocean. Mm -hmm. And with Spire, you know, we're, we're local. You know, everyone's based here in Colorado, processing, underwriting, the entire operations, you know, sits here in Denver, Colorado, as opposed to like, you know, these quote unquote big banks, you could have processing in Florida and then underwriting in California. And again, you just have so many different people so widespread out that you're going to get lost in a, you know, a stack of paperwork, basically. Yeah. And you're also with a bank. So, you know, what's their initiative that day? Is it, are you... Are they focused on mortgages? Are they focused on opening more checking accounts? Are they focused on, you know, getting you on a credit card or, you know, doing something else? Um, so they have those other products, but all we do at Spire Financial is mortgages. And mm. that's what we specialize in. Sure. Yep. So that's all That's all we have to worry about is just buying the house or refinancing, whatever it might be. Yep. So. Yep. And that, that being spread across, across the country thing, that is very real in an industry where often hours matter, mm-hmm. you know, when we're trying right. to close on time. And if you have someone in Phoenix and someone in Virginia, well, they're hours away on time zones. Right. So you may be, oh, nope, we're closed for the day. And everyone's <laughs> right. like, no, we got to get this before five o'clock. Right. Well, they're done, especially yeah. if it's a bank, because yeah. they are done. And I, I think in... You guys have probably experienced this yourself. Just we're more service oriented, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you don't, you're not calling me and then my phone's, you know, off at, you know, five o'clock because the bank's closed, right? right? Yeah. Um, now, generally, I might not answer if you call me at 1030 at night because mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be asleep or something like that. But, <laughs> you know, we're available, like these local lending, you know, talking mm-hmm. about the local lending, like we're available on the weekends. We have access to all of our technology to make sure that our customers are, are I like to call them customers. You know, our mm-hmm. clients are getting the absolute best service possible. Sure. Yeah. So that's what you're going to get as opposed to, you know, a big bank or something like that. Sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah. We talk to a lot of people, obviously, that are considering getting into real estate right. as a realtor. But yes. what a, a realtor? Realtor. Definitely not realtor. <laughs> that's the only thing we know. Yeah. People add realtor. that extra A in there. That, but what about uh, becoming a loan officer? Like, why mm-hmm. did you? Well, you you shared why you chose that avenue. I don't think you ever really considered getting your real estate license, right? You know, at one point I did, but I think I was just more geared towards like the numbers and the financing and l- just the whole structuring and on a big scale and small scale. I really liked the finance piece of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that would be a better fit for someone who's more analytical and more into the numbers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I would think so. How big is the psychology part for you? Because that's a big part of our job mm-hmm. is 
talking people off the proverbial or literal ledge mm. <laughs> some of the right. time. Right. And then, you know, for us too, just uh, making sure our psyches stay intact with all these different things. It's a high stress job. It's a, a high dollar transaction, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. biggest transaction most people will ever make. So uh, the big part of it for us is having those conversations and just being a psychiatrist a little bit. Right. Psychologist, we don't prescribe medication, but do, <laughs> how, how, how much does that come in in your role? You know, I... I think it definitely comes in, um, you know, in a very big way. I feel like as a loan officer, you're kind of like that that final step of like, hey, you know, hands hitting the table, like this is how this works. Because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously buying a house, it's a very emotional process. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different things going on. You got to get, you know, your, your employers involved. You got family stresses. It's just like a whole big dynamic. But like once you actually boil it, boil it down to like, what the actual numbers look like. Sometimes that can push people over the edge of like, okay, like this definitely makes sense. Or, Hey, we're actually kind of pushing the boundaries here. So I, I really enjoy that piece of like, Hey, you know, having the lending, you know, kind of come around full circle is how people make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And just given with what I know and, you know, how we can, you know, creatively finance and basically, you know, put somebody into, you know, their comfortability and make, you know, make them comfortable for making this big decision is, I I think is a true, you know, value of like, of what we do as Mm -hmm. a loan officer. Mm -hmm. We, we take that emotional process. We try to take it out a little bit and essentially just present the, the, the facts and the analytics and the data behind it of like, this is why this makes sense. Sure. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And with this, current shift what are you telling buyers Mm. now right to educate them to help them feel safe to help them feel comfortable like what how are you navigating that conversation i mean buyers right now have the upper hand um Mm. is basically you know the conversation Mm -hmm. so yes we've seen interest rates rise and that's making affordability you know somewhat of an issue but um since people have taken a seat on you know on the sidelines you know, people want to wait for rates to come down. People want to actually time the market, but mm. you can't, it, it's so difficult to time the market. You you have to spend time in the market, right? Mm-hmm. So whether that's three months, whether that's, you know, a year and a half, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, we're having these conversations with people of, you know, you have the upper hand right now as a buyer. Um, you know, homes aren't going for 50, 75, $100,000 over asking price. In fact, they're either going at list price or probably a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to be able to get some concessions finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can get some of those repairs in order. You can uh, use those concessions to you know, temporarily buy down your rates. You can use it in a way to structure your loan to make it more affordable. Right. And that's like the conversation that we're trying to have with people is you can still afford to buy a home, but here's how you do it. Yeah, and with buyers, you haven't been able to experience that in in years now, yeah, right? Because right. it's yeah. been a seller's market for I don't know 10, 12 years or something like that. Right. So yeah, um, there's a lot of ways in which you can structure your loan now to make it way more affordable or as affordable as it was like just a couple months ago. Sure. So. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? But mm. like higher rates, we're seeing home prices, mm. you know, right? You're coming in either at asking or even below. Mm. And we're seeing so many price reductions. Right. And so when rates do drop, mm-hmm. we're going to see those home prices 
home prices are going to go up. up. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be probably somewhat similar to what we experienced a couple months ago. As soon mm-hmm. as that happens, everyone's going to you know, want to go on. back out yep. and then yep. we're going to experience bidding wars and yeah. rates are going to go down and then home values are going to go up again. So it's a constant, right. it's a cyclical thing of what happens, but the, the market is just so sensitive right now with everything that we've been through over the last three years yeah. that um, it's just, it's just constantly, it can change like, you know, at a snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it feels like it which does. is what we've experienced over the last like, you know, eight months and over the last, you know, three years and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's, it really is pick your poison for what do you want? You want the bidding wars or do you want the, the, the high rates or the low right. rates? I mean, it's, we went through really two years of insanity as far as trying to get buyers a house. And there was so much of God, when will this end? When will mm-hmm. this finally let up? And now it has, mm-hmm. and right. now this guy's falling yeah. too. Because <laughs> right. of interest rates and, oh, houses aren't selling in the first weekend. It might take a month or two or whatever. Right. It's like, okay, well, what do you want? Yeah, you, yeah, it's like you almost, for everyone involved, you know, the real the realtors, the lenders, like you actually have to work for, yeah. you know, getting someone to the closing table. Right. As yeah. opposed to where it's like, you know, people rolling up through the drive through and just ordering what they want and then you giving them, you know, kind of what they want. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it's a completely different shift that that we've taken. Yeah, for sure. And it's just what I always think is it doesn't matter what I want. You know, like, oh, oh, am I going to worry? Am I going to stress? It does. What's going to happen? It's going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. the market factors are well out of my my control. But you focus on serving people and helping them accomplish whatever goal they have because Mm -hmm. people are always going to have a need in real estate. Yeah, always. Um, and so rather than freak out and hope that rates come down, right. which we all do, but <laughs> well, and, and like, and like going off of that, you know, people's needs change, right? Like people yeah. have children, yeah. you know, you have people that are empty nesters. They want to downsize, you know, fortunately you have people that get divorced and mm-hmm. you, you know, you have to settle it that way. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be a need for, for real estate, but I think people are just so sensitive for the for the people who haven't bought yet. Yeah, you know they're just like, oh, well, I want the you know the lowest rate possible, the cheapest monthly yeah. payments. Yeah, and me too. Yeah, I mean, of course, <laughs> everyone <Right>? does. <laughs> but um, yeah, you just gotta kind of roll with the punches. And I think what we try to focus on at Spire is just truly educating people. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not trying to you know make you know force decisions on people. We're just gonna give them the facts. We're gonna you know, advise them and we're going to show them, you know, how you can create wealth through real estate. So that's, it's almost kind of like we're financial advisors, but specifically on the real estate yeah. side. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. What's like the number one question that you're getting right now? <laughs> when Probably. a race going to come back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And what do you say? Uh, like, yeah. what, I'll just you be know? like, well, I give them this, you know, what goes up must come down. Yeah. So True. that's, I mean, it's the easiest analogy you can use, but it, it, it truly is. So number one question is like, oh, you know, what, like, what does the market look like? What are, what are interest rates looking like? And essentially what we're telling people and, you know, the facts are there is that inflate inflation is what's driving up these interest rates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inflation is just, you know, out of control and it's just more expensive. Everything's more expensive now. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the gas tank and it's not 25 bucks, 30 bucks to fill up your car. It's like 65, yeah. $70, yeah. Yeah. you know, just, just even on that scale. Um, but inflation is what is, you know, is, is, is killing interest rates. So mm-hmm. as, as that continues to go up, so are interest rates. Yep. But the yep. Fed right now, what they're doing is they're 
you know, raising rates themselves to combat inflation. Sure. Mm. Which so, has to happen. Yeah. So they're going to retract the economy. They're mm. going to, you know, essentially make it more expensive to borrow money for the short term period. And therefore, you know, interest rates are going to come back down, hopefully within like the next six to 12 months. That's what all the expert economists are saying. Right. So. Right, right. Yeah. Going back to the, the service mm-hmm. element of it, mm-hmm. um, Pete's helped me through a number of transactions, some of them very difficult. Mm-hmm. I he, he did the loan on my house when we bought our house a few months ago. <laughs> and one of my favorite things you did was, it, I don't think it was a difficult transaction, but there we were it was kind of complicated with the heat. We had a HELOC on our mm-hmm. other house and a few different things. And we were waiting on the clear to close, I think, from the HELOC. I think mm-hmm. the main one we had, and it was the night before closing. And I wasn't really stressed because everything seemed fine. And, you know, <clears throat> if we didn't, we're going to close tomorrow, we could figure it out. But you called me the night before. You're like, listen, it's not clear to close. <laughs> We will be closing at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're like, I d- just don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And I was like, okay. And that was such a great just taking the concern off my plate and being like, we'll handle it. Just be ready to close at 11 tomorrow. And I think that is – that's the best type of service we can provide. Right. It's just mm-hmm. to say, here's what's going on. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> just show mm-hmm. up. Well, in the way that I look at that is just like – you, you just got to be transparent, whether it's, you know, with you, you know, mm-hmm. one of my great partners or just, you know, you know, a regular, um, uh, you know, client that comes through. You, you just got to be transparent because if you're not overly communicating with people, yeah. mm-hmm. then that's when, you know, that's when things can, uh, you know, go south. So mm-hmm. in the instance of like, you know, you can only control what you can control. Right. So part of, you know, what we do at Spire is, you know, we're we're lending the main piece of the, you know, of, of the home. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can take out a second mortgage. You can do creative ways of financing, like a HELOC. And those are other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we don't do those in-house because, you know, it's just, you know, not, wor- not worth of any value, really, for us. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some people that are on top of their game and mm-hmm. there's some people that aren't. There's different overlays. They have their own uh, lending guidelines yeah. that, uh, that you have to abide by. And, you know, a short three-week close for a HELOC company might be a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to be on their butt the entire mm-hmm. time. And, you know, I communicated that with you and everyone. So um, at the end of the day, we got it done. We closed so. on time. <laughs> yeah. yes, did. I was stressed. Yeah. You were fine because everything was good. I was everything, like, whatever. Yeah, everything was, was good. good to go on that good side. Good job. It was just like, you know, I'm a, I was having a minor heart attack, but it was fine. Yeah. That's <laughs> how uh, it goes. Man, yeah. Isn't that the worst, right? Whenever it gets to the closing time and – you don't hear from the lender and oh, then yeah. suddenly the night before closing you're informed because I'm not well, speaking from experience or anything that yeah. you can't close. And yeah. Well, yeah. one of the most difficult things that at least to kind of jump in on that, like the most, one of the most difficult things I experienced over my, the course of my time is right in the middle of like coronavirus, mm-hmm. everything was changing. People were losing their jobs. We had to do same yeah. day employment verifications. So not only were we, you know, up the client's butt about like, hey, give me all these W-2s, these pay stubs, but we're also going to verify your employment the day before and we're going to do it like basically as you're walking out of the door. And that (laughs) that wasn't just us. That was every single lending institution. And to give you some context on that, we had a client actually that lived in Singapore and they, I mean, they're you know, buying a house yeah. uh, somewhere out here because they were going to be moving back. But we had to, in the middle of COVID, do a same day verification of employment. So we, I think it was one of our processors or underwriters had to be up until like two in the morning to get, you know, an email coming over from the, 
from you know, Singapore. from the company that was <laughs> like based in Singapore that they were moving back. And it was like, we couldn't, we, it, we had a f- prior to funding condition to, you know, yeah. to, on every single transaction that came through that we had to do a same day verification of employment. And I mean, you can imagine that that's, you know, tedious and yeah. not knowing if you're going to close when it's like, you know, 2 p.m. here and, you know, 2 a.m. in Singapore. It was that's how mm-hmm. every single client that came through, you know, had to experience. And it was that's crazy. It was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great example of. Imagine. Yeah, you can't control the external factors. You can't mm-hmm. control the environment. Mm-hmm. But no matter what it is, there is always a solution. Mm-hmm. So it may be an enormous pain in the ass. Right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> on Giant every transaction. Yes. <laughs> but um, that's what you got to do. Right. You did it to get it done. Yep. What does a typical day look like for you? Um, generally, um, I mean, it kind of depends on the, you know, the day of the week, but we are always, um, you know, we subscribe to this incredible, um, uh, it's called, um, MBS highway. Barry Habib is, he's like the loan guru. Mm-hmm. He is crystal ball winner for real estate market like the last like five years hmm. and we subscribe to you know his channel where he has given us market updates we're you know looking at the treasuries we're looking at the mortgage-backed securities like literally live time of you know what they're you know what they're trading at and you know we're waiting for certain reports to come out different days of the week or um, different times of the month and we're just essentially waiting for these reports that can come out and shift the market Right, because we got the CPI report last week, and they're like, "Oh, well, inflation's still on the rise." And then the market had a terrible day, right? Where we had, you know, two negative reprices. Mm. So if we were looking at a rate, all of a sudden, you know, the market, we essentially have to stop trading and then reprice, and then all of a sudden your rates like another twelve hundred dollars or something yeah. like that. And people so, are very understanding about that, right? Yeah. they never get mad, right? <laughs> of course, yeah, they, they don't get mad that an extra twelve hundred dollars, you know, you know, comes to the bill, but. Those are things that we're doing and we're, you know, on, like on your guys' side, you're obviously, you know, on the inspections, mm-hmm. you're taking the clients out. And once we're under contract, it's like we are monitoring this very closely because it's it's literally like like uh, stock trading almost. Yeah. Like we're going to we're going to lock it at this price because that's when it's the best, you know, the best value for it. Mm-hmm. So that's another explanation for what I'm doing, you know, basically from like eight to nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get different alerts, you know, throughout the day. But Generally, you know, we're, um, you know, scheduling calls, Zoom calls with clients um, for those that went under contract over the weekend. You know, we're going over loan strategy with them. Um, we're going over different documents that, you know, that we still might need and that just uh, kind of letting the, the process, you know, write itself out. So mm-hmm. getting them into underwriting and, um, you know, that's just kind of like the back inside of stuff. But, you know, those are things. And then obviously, you know, I'm going out. I'm you know, doing stuff like this, doing some podcasts, mm-hmm. um, you know, just meeting with referral partners, trying to provide, you know, whatever value that we can. And um, yeah, it just kind of varies, you know, every single day. Mm-hmm. But And uh, evenings and weekends, I mean, yeah. you're doing a lot of uh, networking and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the evenings are great, you know, meet up with people, kind of, uh, you know, complain about your day a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, but, um, you know, just do whatever you know, every sort of things, you know, on the menu, uh, weekends, you know, out there networking, really, you want to just try to be in front of, you know, everyone that you can Mm -hmm. and tell them a little bit about what you're doing. Right. You know, so people always have questions about it. Yep. Right. For, for you realtors, for us loan officers, it comes up every single time that I am out and people, you know, people know what I do. So 
they're always asking questions. So yeah. Yeah. as long as you're out and in front of people, you know, that's uh, that's essentially what I'm doing all the time. Just, sure. you know, getting out in front of people. So. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you're in the thick of wedding planning. Yes. Oh, yes. In the thick of it. So. <laughs> I've been waiting for this question. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> now I'm really sweating. Just uh, like hearing the guy's perspective, it always just makes oh, me... God like laugh right because the girls are so involved and so invested and we want you guys to be on the same level yeah but we're well, never on but, the same but you level don't though. you don't you actually don't, though, because you're right? like okay but actually I've, i'll make that decision yeah, too yeah it's like the office episode where roy was in charge of like picking the band <laughs> and he couldn't even do that like right. the one thing is he forgot to do you know i have a lot of great suggestions mm-hmm. but they don't get taken into consideration okay. well that's good you're so doing, i'm on that good, level though. i'm like hey yes. here's a great idea Rejected. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you're doing your part because you're right. letting her take control mm-hmm. and you're also participating. That's right. good. Right. Well, I'm also actively, um, and she'll be listening to this podcast later, Highly so she'll know my No, but like you know, if if I'm trying to get if we're trying to get a hold of people, you know, doing like follow up calls, like hey, like we need to contact the florist or the photographer, mm-hmm. like can you clarify this? I do a lot of like the back end stuff of you know the enforcer type role, like hey, sure, yeah. I need we need this done soon. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as far as all the other planning, I have outsourced that to her and her mother and my mother. <laughs> Are they all local as well? Yes. Oh, yeah, so that's great, so nice. Great thing about, you know, being from here is, yeah, I all my family's from here. So is hers. Uh, we have just like, a, you know, a couple different people that live outside the state and, you know, friends from college too, but yeah. immediate family, you know, all here. Mm-hmm. So, which is great. Right. And they're getting married in Castle Rock. Yes. Ah, Shout yes. out Castle Rock. That is yes. so exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Next May. So it's uh, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Are you planning the honeymoon yet? Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> I need to do it. I told her that I would do raised. that. <laughs> but I know. We're thinking, we're thinking like somewhere out in Europe, you know, getting real bougie yeah. with it. But um, yeah, we're, we're excited. Perfect. So we got to do some planning on that. Sure. Piece. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't but, need to uh, add another piece of stress on it. But I no, remember no, for me, that was kind of fun because you're planning the wedding, which is right. fun too, but a lot of stress. But then right. you're like, okay, we can also plan something that's just actually right. for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to do the, I feel like it's, um, you know, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, you have your wedding and then you go on your honeymoon yeah. for however long. Yeah. yeah. It seems like people don't do that much anymore, mm-hmm. especially like if you're going to do like an international travel. So. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna do it like probably three, four months like afterwards, yeah. which will make it a little bit, a little bit easier, sure. not as stressful. Absolutely. So, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's all fun stuff too. Yeah. Not that mm-hmm. the wedding's not fun, but yeah, it's um, something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. Um, where were you on September first, September eleventh? I'm sorry, two thousand one. Um, yeah. So this is one of the questions we ask everybody too. Yeah, yeah. I was, Dennis. I was I was young at the time, but yeah. I I remember I, I was sick that day from school. You were. I was. Good. And I don't know what was wrong. I was probably just being a baby, just not wanting to go in. But you felt it in your bones. I, I guess yeah. so. But I just remember like you know waking waking up at whatever time it was, and I think it was around like you know whatever those times were that those attacks happened. You know, I was I remember watching it on TV live, and I was just like. Not at the time, you know, oh, thinking this is, like, really cool. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a young boy at the time. I was like, there's explosions. Like, what's going on? Like, this is an action movie. <laughs> like, I thought, I literally thought that, like, a movie was playing. Sure. And, uh, I mean, my mom was just sitting there, like, in shock of, like, what was happening. And then, you know, everything that ensued afterwards, you know, changed the changed the country forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, totally. But I, I was homesick that day. Okay. 
And in Castle Rock, or wait, where were you at the time? In Aurora? Castle Rock, okay. yeah, I grew up in Happy Canyon. Okay, um, oh, wow. right across the bridge mm-hmm. from Castle Pines Village, I think. Yeah, it is. yeah. So okay, yeah, know where that is. Yeah, right. so all right, that's where I was. You chose to be safe and stay home. That was yes, smart. Yeah. yeah, that was so, very smart. Yeah. Under the weather. <laughs> Sam Newman. What? This is a. Th- it's a theme. Now, more yeah. importantly, <laughs> more importantly, when you were getting into this industry, did anyone give you like a really solid piece of advice that you held on to, or was mm. there anyone that was super influential for you mm. making the jump into this industry? Mm. Yeah, I, I spoke with I spoke with a lot of people, um, you know, beforehand. I'm you know, trying to piece it all together, not make it too long, but. I spoke. I spoke with uh, my friend's dad, who's been. He's actually a real estate agent, and he's a mortgage broker, so he does both sides. Oh, wow! So he had a lot of. He was kind of like that final step of like, okay, like this is definitely going to be for me. Um, spoke with him. I spoke with you know my friend who referred me over, you know, to a member of Spire, and you know the people at Spire just being great mentors that they are. They were just you know the the thing that they've taught me or what they've what I've learned over the last couple of years is, you know, if you're getting into real estate, you got to be completely in or you're, or you're completely out. You can't just have like mm-hmm. one foot in the door. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's happened a lot with, you know, just the last three years, like people want to come in, they want to want to make money really quick and they still have like their, they want to make real estate kind of like a side hustle for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think if you try to make real estate a side hustle, you are, you're not going to come up. You're like, you're not going to be, you know, as reliable, credible. Um, you're not going to be completely in tune with what the market's like. Mm-hmm. And your, your service is, is just going to lack. Right. Yeah. Like you can get a, you can get a steak from Applebee's or you can get a steak from the <laughs> Capitol grill. It's a good mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, shout out Applebee's for having, you know, the two for one in their boneless wings. That's <laughs> yes. great. But, but they or whatever it is, part time, but you know, like, from both both sides, you never re- you you always remember the experience of going to both, right? right? Yeah, you might as well you know pay for a little bit more, go to Capitol Grill, get an mm-hmm. incredible experience, or you know, and then it just kind of translates over t- into real estate. Like if you're not fully in it mm-hmm. and you don't put the uh, the client you know forward or you know on the I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think you guys know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, you know, in, in the center focus, then then you're really going to struggle. Yeah, so. from a client service perspective, and mm-hmm. it's hard to build a business if you're not doing it right. full time. I don't know Absolutely. how you do that. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, is that like people like when they tend to make the jump, they always they come from some different you know area yeah. of you know of life, whether they're a teacher or you know they were in the fitness industry, and you could you know you could still do these things with real estate. You know, it's kind of like what you told me. You know, what moves you moves your business. Mm-hmm. You know, you can essentially just A-Bag. do yeah. Shout out Sam. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you can still do those things that you're passionate about, but you can incorporate real estate into it and yeah. make it, you know, make it fun, make it educational. And, you know, that's how you, you, you know, you build a good network. Yeah. yeah. So no, I love that analogy. Mm-hmm. So for anyone getting into this career, would you just say jump, jump in both feet? I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. I, I jumped in with both feet and I just said, I'm going to learn this, you know, knowledge is attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. so you can. I mean, it, 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 it's like, for me, it's like been drinking water out of a fire hose. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's how it is sometimes. And you just got to take it one step at a time. And, um, but if you want to do it and like, say, if you're not happy with what you're doing, I would, I would just say jump in because now it's, a, I mean, it's a kind of like a perfect time. It's a little bit slower. 
mm-hmm. these people that you can have as mentors now have some time to mm-hmm. actually bring you underneath their wing and teach you how things are supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So love it. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we like to go around at the end and ask everybody what they're currently listening to and reading. Mm-hmm. You can do both. It can be either. It yep. doesn't have to be business related. Just what's going on. Yeah. Um, one of the, so I kind of re I reopened this book, mm-hmm. um, because it's called, uh, never split the difference. Ah, uh, Chris by, Voss. Yeah. Chris Voss. Iowa state grad. Shout out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, great book. Yeah. So good. Great. You can, Find it on audiobook as well. I like the audiobooks. I like to yeah. listen to it. Um, but, you know, he's a former FBI hostage negotiator and essentially just translates, you know, what he learned from terrorist hostage negotiating into, you know, how you can translate that into, you know, your everyday life. You know, whether you're dealing with your kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you're trying to get a promotion at work or... Um, or you're in like a really complicated like negotiation of like a you know a big deal mm-hmm. um, teaches you different ways to you know negotiate those things different tactics and I mean it's one of these things it's one of these books where I think it's always good to have it readily available yeah. it's not just yeah. one that you read and be like oh that was great you know let me forget about it and move to the next one it's just like well I dealt with this today like how do I I feel like in this book I, there's something that I can you know translated into and that's what that book does for me at least it's like i can always find something that i dealt with at work to where i can go back and be like you know reference something and be like okay well maybe i'll try this next time sure. you know what right. i mean so yeah not that i'm in you know hostage negotiating or anything like that but it literally just teaches you how to like you know how to talk with people yeah you know at different Love levels it. which yep. is cool everything's a negotiation yeah yeah no i like that mm-hmm that's listening and reading to, and reading then listening that, to and reading yeah that mm-hmm. is listening and reading and I guess other things I'm listening to oh, there's this really cool podcast it's called Next Level Loan Officers oh. um, and I've actually been to one of their seminars down in Florida uh, but they it's just a bunch of high performing uh, loan officers that you know have masterminds uh, you know classes they essentially are teaching people you know how to be that next level mm-hmm. and you know essentially how to better advise your clients so one of our loan officers branch managers uh at spires name is matt deluzio he is, he's part of the team now at next level and he i mean he does so much business it's just it's unbelievable to watch mm-hmm. you know cool. it's it, it it's fun to see so yeah. listening That's to that awesome. and listening to people who truly want to help you grow your business yeah um you know, those people are there too. So that's what I'm also listening to. That's huge. Continued and I just like education. regular music. I like regular music as well. I went to the mid, uh, was it Midland, right? Midland up at oh, Red Rocks. Lauren's just perked up there. Yeah. Mm. How was that? It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It was so good. Okay. Um, Love it. That's why I'm a little tired this morning. Just was that last night? Yeah. Uh, or that was they played weekend, last right? night, but they also played Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So they've been, uh, you know, with COVID, they've de- they've had to delay for like the last two years. Mm-hmm. So they came to Red Rocks, and goodness, I've never seen them live, but they were awesome. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. So, what about you, Sanchez? What am I listening to? Yeah. And um, reading. And or listening to obviously the new Taylor Swift album. Yes. Mm. Uh, so good. Uh-huh. So good. Is it good? Oh, yeah. You yeah. haven't listened? It'll make its way to me on its own. Okay. I don't, you know, okay. organically. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of go against the 
current. You're like, oh, if everyone's listening, I'm not going to. I just think it'll. <laughs> I don't need to seek it out. It'll come That's, to me in its yeah. own time when the time is right. I'm about to drop a bomb here on the podcast. Oh. <gasps> do I've, not, do not, do not no, say that you do not like no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I loved it. <laughs> in fact, in fact, my mom bought me tickets in high school what? and... Um, I actually, I I was kissed on the cheek by Taylor Swift. What? Yep. No. I swear, I swear to God. Are you like front row? Is that the bomb? It. Uh, my life changed forever. Oh. I haven't washed my face. That's why I have my. like so much acne on my left worth side. It. Worth yeah. it. What? That's um, insane. So I'm I'm sure you want to know the story. So let me just yes, right please. In. Um, so she bought me tickets. I don't know. I don't know why. Everyone loved T Swift. I, of I feel like uh, you know at that time or just literally all the time. Everyone loves her, but. Yeah. She bought me tickets uh, for me and my friend, and we had nosebleeds, so we didn't have good tickets. Okay. You know, they're, they're, I don't know how much they were. They were probably very expensive for the nosebleeds. But she kissed you on the cheek. Yes. So, okay. yeah. So, okay. of course, you know, we had other guy friends that were, you know, at this okay. week. It was a perfect place to, you know, to, to meet girls, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Screaming girls. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> we get there. We go and meet my football friends, you know, down. They had much nicer tickets. And we see people like kind of, you know, she does, it's like a whole theatrical Mm -hmm. performance, right? Mm -hmm. So she exits the stage. There's all sorts of stuff going on with curtains and, you know, fog machines, lights. And we see people, you know, running down, you know, to the floor um, because they they allowed people to, you know, go down there. And then we see kind of like this small stage, you know, lift up from the ground. And all of a sudden she comes out out of the crowd and she starts walking down, singing a song, and then she's like right in front of us, you know, tw- you know, spinning around on this like rotating like table basically, and singing you know whatever song it was at the time. Uh, and then she, a- after she was done, she was going around like hugging people, and uh, you know she gets to me, and I, you know, I was just like you know just did the whole like you know plant one here, and she did. Uh, and pretty much every girl from my high school was there. So uh, once it happened, man. I was the man. Phone was blowing up. Funny fact is my fian- my now fiance was also at that same concert, and she remembers what? it as well. That's what got That's her. That's insane. So, she's like, like "You're that guy. guy. You're." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced she wrote an album about me, but uh, she probably did. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> the the current one. And you, you know, did something very, wrong, I guarantee. Yeah, in I mean the, the album. Yeah, it was. It, that's. Yeah, that's that that's my T Swift story. story so. That's awesome. That is a great yeah. story. So I'm a big fan. Of her. Oh God, uh, okay. I have not listened to any of her. Wow, how do we follow that? <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing else, and I'm not reading anything. I, I'm listening to the Aladdin soundtrack. That's it, because my son's into it. So that's my answer. That's awesome. Sing two. Sing two is. Sing two. Is mm-hmm. that the one? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Beautiful. Um, should we wrap here? Because I got to get out of here yeah, pretty soon. Let's do so, it. Pete, thank you thank for joining you so much, us. Yeah. Pete. Thank this you so much for having me. I appreciate it. A lot it. of fun. If anybody uh, is interested getting into the mortgage game, we'll put Pete's information in the, the show notes or the description, as it were. And yeah, reach out. We're always here for you. And yep. uh, we love you guys. We love you guys. All See right. Ya. Bye. Thank you.